Welcome to Zion Baptist Church's Life Messages. Pastor Dern is speaking on the message when less becomes more. Preaching from the text, Mark 6, chapter, verses 50 to 52. Let's join him as it's already started. To Jesus, let him bless you. What you have, what you think you have little of, bring it to Jesus, let him bless it. People all the time have told you that you might not be tall enough or you're not handsome enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're not fast enough, you're not strong enough, you're not good enough. But yet, when God has made you, he made you good. So you're good enough. Just go to him and say, Lord, uh, this is all that I have. Can you bless it? Uh, Lord, my, my, my family is all I have. Can you bless it? Lord, uh, this is my house. Can you help me bless it? Lord, my, my body uh, is in bad shape. Can you bless it? Lord, this is all I have, but I know when I bring it to you, some good things can happen. The disciples here, now look at the disciples in their limited mind, with their limited mind. Their limited mind is this, that, okay, well, Jesus, he can take care of these hungry people because he has five loaves and two fish. So Jesus can make work out of this because he has something to work with. <laughs> Tell somebody, take the limits off. Tell somebody else, take the limits off. They put limits on Jesus saying he can only do this because he had five loaves and two fish. Because he found out when they was on the boat, on the storm, said they were hardened. They did not under, fully understand the five loaves and the two fish. We are talking here not just about a man, but God's son, the son of God, who is the Messiah, who is fully God and fully man. This is the same God that spoke and things exist. He did not need the bread <laughs> and the two fish to feed the people. But the disciples thought he needed the five loaves and the two fish to get it done. The problem is that sometimes we get so big and, and so small, we think God needs us in order to get jobs done. But he can get it done in spite of you and without you. The disciples here thought they was limited, thought they couldn't get it done. But God said, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to teach you something. Give me what you have. Okay, we out looking. All I find is five loaves and two fish. Jesus said, that's good. Give me. I blessed it. And he said he kept on giving it to them. <laughs> they kept on coming back. He kept on giving them more. He said, we're not going to run out till everybody eats till they're filled. God is going to guarantee satisfaction. You know how you go to those buffets and, and they tell you to eat, you know, and so you like those buffets because you can eat till you're satisfied. But yet, you know, after you leave that buffet, you get hungry again. But yet, catch this. Some of us, you know, some of the food that we eat is so badly cooked that all the protein and nutrients are already gone. By the time you get home, your stomach wants something else in it. Because some of those places just, it's very bad food. It's not good. But Jesus gave them enough food so they could eat till they feel so that they could make it home. He gave them enough food that when they were done, they had 12 baskets left over. What I'm trying to tell you here is that when you take what you have to God, God will give you enough <laughs> to last 
to meet all your needs. He, he won't halfway do it. He'll do it all the way. Go over and above. I'm glad that Paul said that God can do above what you can ask or think. I'm glad Isaiah said that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. I'm glad that God knows the beginning and the end. So he knows what he is doing. But the problem is we have to realize I got to take my less to his more. And another problem we have is that this is the how to make how to make more how to make uh, more with less is that we have to understand is that more is not good enough. Some of us have the the more syndrome. I want more. I want more money. I I want more fame. I, uh, if I get more status, or if I get into a bigger house, I can get more stuff. If I clean out this room to put more stuff in, but sometimes when you have too much, you are too weak. Jesus, after he does this awesome miracle, feeding the 5,000, we too might have been there before. We might have seen God do some awesome things in our lives. We saw a, a family member become saved. Uh, we saw a family member become healed or, or, or suddenly all of a sudden. We, we might have seen some miraculous things. And so we said, oh, God, we thank you for what you have done. You, you blessed me with the job. Everything's going good. Everything's going great. But when troubles come. Then we find how weak we are. The disciples had ate to their field. The disciples were able to gain some rest. Jesus told, told the disciples, go ahead or go on. He said he had to force them onto the boat. I, I can understand why Jesus had to force them onto the boat because that would have been like me. You know, if I was around Jesus and I just see him do some miraculous things, I'd be saying, hold up, wait a minute. Talk, talk to us for a little while. Tell us what, what happened here. Well, why is it such an amazing thing? But he said he forced them to get on the boat. He told the people goodbye so he could get some rest. He went to go and pray and spend some quiet time because in this, that's what he wanted to do. Jesus did not forget his priorities, but the disciples here, they lost focus of who Jesus was. When Jesus pushed them on to go on to the other side, what happened? A storm came. Now it says as they rode harder <laughs> and nothing happened. These are, there's some fishermen on there, so they know how to take care of this. And, and it says we find Jesus standing on the shore, watching them going through the storm. That troubled me for a little while. I like Jesus. These are your boys. These are your friends. They, they're going through a storm. Why are you standing there just watching? Because premature help is no help at all. Oftentimes when we have less, we have to realize what we have is less. Sometimes when we have less, we think we have more than enough. Sometimes when we do have what we have, we think, I did this on my own. We have people say, I'm a self-made man. And think about it. Some of us are bad by ourselves, by two parents. So let alone with one person did it, that'd be a messed up person. A self-made person. Think about it. How, how, how did you get that job without a reference? Uh, how, how, how did you 
get that book or that knowledge with somebody else not doing the research. We Sometimes we think because I took what I had limited resources and I achieved something. I've, I've done something great. I've done something big. But yet, that's when we get too big-headed that our more makes us weak. But when we come to the less, when we, we realize that, Lord, I don't have enough, and Lord, I'm depending on you, then we become strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. I believe it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those that abide in me, hallelujah, will bear fruit, will have anything they want according to the will of the Lord. I'm glad that when we are connected to Jesus, we see how weak we are, but yet we see how much power we have that comes from him. But the disciples here, look at verse 48, said he saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. And about three o'clock in the morning, that's the fourth watch, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. (laughs) He intended to go past them. Jesus, again, once again, is intended to leave the masses. Before we saw him, the masses were coming. What? He said, let us go to a quiet place. Again, he see them in a storm. He says, I intend to go past them on to the other side. I'm going to meet them on the other side. I want you to grab something real quick. Jesus did not have to get on the boat for them to make it to the other side. Somebody's head. He said he was going to pass by them. He told them to go to the other side. He was going to be with them on the other side. But when they hit the storm, they thought they could manage the storm. They thought they could take care of the storm. But yet, when they saw Jesus, they were they were terrified. They were troubled, and they were stressed out. And they looked out. They saw they saw a ghost. And Jesus speaks out a word, tells them to be courage, and he says, "I am. I am like when God told Moses who I am. I am." I am, as it goes all the way back to the one, to the God who's self-existent, who is all-powerful, who's able to do all things but fail. I am. I, I can do more than just feed 5,000 people. Can you see me here walking on water? Can you see me how I came into the boat and everything stopped and how you were troubled and how you were terrified because you did not understand because your hearts were dull? The problem sometimes that we can't make More with less because our hearts are dull. We don't believe enough. We don't trust somebody enough. We don't want to open ourselves up to this person. We don't want to open ourselves up to be vulnerable to somebody. It's hard to say I'm sorry. It's hard to say that I'm wrong. It's it's hard to pick up broken pieces and say, yes, this is my fault. It's hard to accept somebody when they are not who you want them to be, but you try to place them in a box. But I told you, tell somebody else, take the limits off. Take the limits off of God. God could do a lot more things than the things they think he's trying to do. You think, oh, long God has given me a good house, a good job. God been good to me, but you forgot the time that you were sick, how he heals your body. You forgot the time that that wasn't you that was in that accident. You forgot the time how when you stubbed your toe, you didn't break your toe. Little things that we do that God has been blessing us and keeping us, but we limit him to only the things we think he can do for us. Look at the time it was. It was at the fourth watch. The Roman soldiers and the Greeks had four watches. And the four watches meant that they broke down the times of the night. So as soon as the sun went down, that was the first watch. 
and, and nowadays we call that maybe third ship, but third ship would have took up all the fourth watches. <laughs> but in their watch, they broke down the hours in three. So it's now about between three o'clock to going to six o'clock in the morning. But has anybody ever been up with somebody late at night? Have they called you on the phone? Have your eyes got a little bit heavy? <laughs> Did you fall asleep on the morning phone and say, hello, are you still there? Has it been times you said, let me go get me a cup of coffee, I, I'll be right back. Uh, you visit somebody in the hospital, so I'll be right back, I gotta go get me something to eat or, or, or good. But yet, when you're on the first watch, you're coming in a little bit more cheerful. You just had your dinner, you, you might have had a little bit of entertainment, you still got some, some vitality in your body, some energy. But then come that second watch, say, high five and say, thank you for coming, I'll see you later. They're alright, they, they got them a little bit of nap and they, they got themselves back up, you know, and so they, so they come in and then come the third watch. The third watch, I'm glad I'm not gonna be it's too late. I'm looking at my clock and time can't come fast fast. But when the fourth watch comes, when your body is weak, your stomach has started churning, is your metabolism starts picking up. You're looking and waiting for that breakfast. Uh, you're sleep deprived. Uh, your body clock is shutting down. Many of you have been traveling from different places. You know when you go to a different time zone, how maybe just one hour just messes you up. Imagine when you don't get enough sleep. Imagine when you are struggling, trying to stay awake. The disciples were struggling all they had, but then came the fourth watch. <laughs> Jesus is walking on the wall. In the fourth watch, when they were trying and, and they were troubled and, and they were terrified, Jesus is out there looking at them. <laughs> In the fourth watch, three o'clock in the morning, they realized that there was someone out there and it was Jesus. What I'm trying to say here is that some of us need to wait till we get to the fourth watch. We got to wait when we realize that I've tried everything that I've tried. I've gone all the other places. I've read all the other books. But when I open up the word and I see Jesus and when I get on my bended knees and I call on his name, when I've given up everything else, the, the doctor couldn't help me, the, the bank couldn't help me, but I know the good Lord can help me. I can cry out. And even when I'm terrified, even when I am scared, in spite of me, he can bless. I, I want you to grab this here. They did not sow great amount of faith, but he blessed them anyway. Some of y'all that ain't made it help you. I got good faith. Sometimes Sam don't have enough faith to, to trust in God, but if you bless me anyway, I ain't got time to tell you all the stories, but I know that there's some time when Sam about to lose his mom, but it was in the fourth watch. He blessed me anyway. When I take the limits off and I realize that there's nothing too hard for him, when I soften my heart and, and stop saying, look, God, God, you can have this, but I won't let you have this. Take the limits off. Open them up to your heart. Open them up to whatever you're struggling with. You think you don't have enough. You're right, you don't have enough. But take what you do have to Jesus. He can show you the change. A lot of us are dealing with sin habits and character issues, and, and we, we need some help and correction. Just take it to Jesus. Jesus wants you to be the best man, the best woman of God. He's caused you to be. He wants to be the best husband, the best father, the best single, the best, the best grandparent, a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, an engineer, a, a, a pipe fitter. Whatever you do, he wants to bless you and increase you in that. But you got to take the time and realize, Lord, I can't do it by myself. 
Now look at this. In the fourth watch he came. Some good things happen in the fourth watch. Because in the fourth watch is from 3 to 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Jesus was with his disciples in the garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> it was around that fourth watch. <laughs> they couldn't stay up with him. But Jesus was in there praying for you and me. <laughs> saying, Lord... <laughs> They are in this world, but out of it like I am, Lord. Cover them and, and protect them for my name's sake. And then they came in and took him. And then they buried him on the cross. And that first watch came. <laughs> and they, it was a Sabbath. They couldn't go to the grave. But that fourth watch, you know what happened in that fourth watch? <laughs> Early that morning, Christ got up in the fourth watch. He defeated death for us. A lot of good things happen in the fourth watch. But we sometimes, we just have to wait until the fourth watch. When we think that everything has been done that I could do. I've done everything that I think I could do. I've gone all the places I think I could go. But yet Jesus says, just wait <laughs> till I show up in the time of trouble. <laughs> he showed up on the water. And he realized that you see what's troubling you is the water. And guess what? I'm on top of the situation. You see the wind is fighting against you. But when you're with me, you have peace. <laughs> the wind ceases. And go back before early in the fourth chapter. They saw Jesus speak and it was still. But this time when they heard him speak, they were scared because the wind kept on blowing. But Jesus stepped on in. So that sometimes all I got to do is just show up. All I have to do is just show up and everything's going to be all right. I want you to understand that you don't have enough. That's all right. But when Jesus shows up. <laughs> You can give up your less and watch it turn into more. God can make the, uh, the complicated uncomplicated. The God with no limits is, 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 can take all your limits off. God can do everything. But are you willing to take your less and make it more? I, I want you to really look at your life and look at your broken pieces you have. Maybe all you have is five loaves and two fish. In your job, in your relationship, in your, in your resources. But take it to God. God can use what you give to him. And he will use you when you make yourself available to him. And God can work in spite of you and without you. But it's better when he works with you. Because you fully enjoy your heart won't be hardened, but you'll have joy and you'll have peace. I want you to really understand that Jesus already knows what you have. He just wants you to give it to him. He already knew there was five loaves and two fish. <laughs> he was just waiting for the disciples to find it. He already knew what he was going to do. He was waiting for the disciples to bring it to him so for him to bless it. He already knew he was going to the other side, but he was waiting for the disciples to become strong enough to make it. God will send you through tests and trials just to make you stronger, but even when you're going to fail, he'll help you to make it to the other side. I'm glad he won't leave you nor forsake you. I know times will get tried and times will get hard, but with Jesus, he can give you all that you need. 
to make it to the other side. So don't be like the disciples. And let your heart be hard and not understand how God has blessed you so far. They halfway on to the other side, yet they forgot how they got here in the first place. You are where you are right now because God has brought you here. And he's not going to leave you. But he will see you to the other side. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Someone here right now who may not know Jesus. And you're trying to see how can I make it to the other side. Jesus said, for God who loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's you. If, if you're unsure, God sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. And Jesus rose again from the grave for you. You can confess and believe right now and know for eternity that you forever have a place in a home of God and his kingdom. Still every head bowed, every eyes closed, but that's you. If you're unsure right now, if you're to die today and you're to spend eternity in heaven, we want to lead you in this prayer. I want to lead you in this prayer. Just bow your head, close your eyes, repeat after me saying, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again from the grave on the third day. And Jesus, I'm asking you and I'm inviting you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. And now I want to live my life for you. Still with every head bowed and every eyes closed. If you pray that prayer for the first time, raise your hand. That's you. That's you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. Father, right now we thank you for your saving power through Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that even when we have limited resources and we go through different tests and trials, that, Father, when we just surrender all to you, Lord, we can see how we can make it through. Father, we're living in a time of place, Lord, where we see so much hardship and pain and suffering all around us. But, Father, we know with you we can make it through. So we thank you, Father, that we can take what we have and give it to you. And you can multiply. You can bless it. You can increase it. Come into our hearts, Father. Guide us and direct us as we surrender to you. In Jesus' name, Father, Lord, we pray. Let the church say, Amen.